0: Nine minutes after nine o'clock, free for all Friday. I'm David Ayers, and good Friday morning. What a beautiful day we have, I think, all over Florida. And um, good to have you with us on the show today. We'll introduce our guest, first of all, Brian McMillan. Good morning. World-famous newspaper publisher. <laughs> and uh, good to have you I, here.
1: I do a, uh, I'm do a reading pal mentor, and my, the teacher of my second grader who I go in and I teach, he's, she's always reminding him, Make sure you don't waste his time. He's famous. Like no, 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 no.
0: We have a we we have a somebody writes letters to us, calls us Heckle and Jekyll. Are you Heckle or Jekyll? I don't know. All right. Anyway, Jan Cullinane, been a long time since you've been on, and you're in the studio. Thank you very much. Get close to that microphone, and we're gonna uh, get to know you and all you've been through. You're like an expert on retirement and. Florida. And um, so, good morning.
2: Good morning, and I'm delighted to be here.
0: And you have a great talent. We kind of teased it, where you can read and speak backwards.
2: I knacked and at this I with that. That's how it sounds. So it, it doesn't sound like much, but so, I can take but, but any who, word and reverse it and uh, speak backwards. But yeah. who
0: can verify it?
2: That's Who can question. verify it? Well, if well you... We can, because
0: we can record it and play <laughs> it backwards. Ah.
2: Well, no, it doesn't, because it's phonetic. So, mm-hmm. like, I would say Ann, I'd say Knack. That uh. one probably would reverse, but not all of them do. I haven't heard
0: well, anybody you, speak like that since well, New, you, New Year's Eve. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Schimeno, uh, president-elect, right, of the uh, something like that. Palm Coast Regional Chamber, and mm-hmm. something come up. We're going to promote with that. But as an attorney, wouldn't that be great if you could get up there in court and speak like Jan? and
3: uh, Baffled them? Baffle. Them. That's what you do. Baffle, heard, them, baffle them with what? I
1: heard you say on the t- on the teaser, Michael, that you could s- she could speak backwards. You can barely speak four I mean, words, I, I, but I wasn't sure I, if you meant four words or four words. He's clever. So All great, right. Ooh, hey.
0: group. <laughs> Speaking of attorneys, we have uh, with us today, and more, much more than just an attorney. Our state representative, House Speaker, and a good friend of WNZF and Free For All Friday, Paul Renner. Morning, Paul.
4: Good morning, David.
0: Hey, great to have you. And um, I just, you know, I know so busy, so we're going to count the minutes here with you and we're going to get some update. So thank you for your time. Um, Sure. uh, So an overview, uh, let's focus since we're local, local, local here. What's some uh, good things that have happened in the legislative session for us locals in uh, District 19?
4: Well, I mean, probably on the appropriation side, you know, we're entering into the last couple weeks of session where we finalize our budget and where we're hashing out, you know, some, some major items now. And then the two parties, the House and Senate, will conference together to work through. And it has to all match up. So these thousands of line items of spending, we all have to agree on each and every one to put the budget on the desk within about a week um, so that we can have it uh, a little over a week to uh, have it in a way that it can be there for, for 72 hours, uh, and then we vote on it and try to get out of town on time that following uh, Friday, which would be March 8th. And so that's where we are in the session, 60-day session. Uh, we've got bills that have, you know, all the committees have stopped meeting, but we're now seeing bills on the floor, and some of those major bills have already passed, including HB1, uh, the bill that, uh, that we've uh, championed in the House uh, to protect kids from the harms of social media as well as uh, the Senate's uh, priority bill of Live Healthy, which is designed to uh, make sure we have greater access to health care, improve Medicaid reimbursements, you know, uh, doctors, you know, all the different health care professions to, to improve our access and, and the number of professionals that come to Florida to uh, help us with our health care.
0: The um, HB1, of course, getting a lot of national and, and obviously a lot of statewide attention, so we could talk about that for the entire segment, but I wanted to um, yeah. talk some specifics here locally. Um, I know there's a lot of excitement about, you know, because we've been kind of, um, you know, in the wilderness in the south end of Flagler County, US 1. um, We lost a deal with a furniture company because we couldn't get utilities to them. And I heard in the pipeline that, you know, you might be able to help us get utilities over there so we could kind of um, expand economically that whole frontier to the south. And everybody talks about the west, but the south, there's lots of land there between here and Ormond Beach.
4: Yeah, well, I'd say at this point in the budget, it's it's bad luck to talk about what you're bringing home or not bringing home. And so there's there's a lot there's a lot up there, and and, and things that will certainly uh, work to get in the budget. And then the governor has a decision on line item vetoes, and, and so it's uh, pretty premature to talk about what will or will not be coming back to the community. But obviously, we had an amazing year last year, uh, did a lot of good things. Uh, I think in, in a record fashion, and so uh, we'll hope to do more this year as well.
0: But you, you know, you've always said that you know you don't you, you like doing things to help people where they don't come back year after year after year to sustain what you started, reoccurring um, expenses right. on things. What is it that the governor, um, what you know, what are the things where you you know him well? What would uh, DeSantis, you know, is on the list where he would reject something just of something that doesn't have the ingredients he would like with what you know.
4: Well, I think, you know, we're all looking, but the governor is certainly looking at things that don't have statewide importance or regional impact, um, you know, or that are not in the world of need to have versus nice to have. You know, do you fund a museum or do you fund a mental health facility or a, a place to house homeless veterans? Um, you know, so we always have to make those choices, and we try to do that in a, in a responsible way. In the legislature but as you know given our time constraints and the number of people who want various different things there are you know, appropriations and, and bills frankly that sometimes get through that uh, either the governor sees it a different way or just realizes that we need to trim down uh, to more of what we need to have than what we, what we may want to have and so that's always a process of, of give and take and mm-hmm. that's really um, up to him so it's up to us to put things in play and so we'll be working to do that to Bring some things that that will be helpful to the area and to the community as we did in prior years. All
0: right. Brian McMillan's got his hand up.
1: Go ahead, Brian. Hey, Polly. I just wanted to hear a little bit more about HB1. Where are we? How close is that to becoming law? And what do you think is the biggest thing it's going to accomplish?
4: Well, I think the biggest thing it will accomplish is to give kids their childhood back. And that's, that's no small thing. Uh, what I've learned in my study, and if you asked me a year even ago about social media, I'd say, yeah, kids are on there too much, but you know, what's the big deal? Um, I've come to believe, uh, and do believe deeply that this bill is the most important thing that I've done in my, uh, eight, or will do in my eight years in the Florida legislature and as speaker. And I've done a lot of things. And, uh, I will say that, It is proven to be uh, something that is a breeding ground for criminal activity against children. That's why we have the support of Florida sheriffs, Florida prosecutors, our our, police unions, all the way up and down the line, the Parkland parents, uh, because we know that uh, pedophiles and other bad actors get onto social media. They use those algorithms that are so dangerous to actually target their victims to find other pedophiles like them. Uh, other minor-on-minor uh, minor crimes where juveniles set up crimes against each other or or to beat somebody up at school. Uh, but beyond that, we've seen a huge decline, a, a catastrophic decline, in the mental health and well-being of our kids. So you have, um, according to the CDC, 57% of high school girls who have persistent hopelessness or loneliness. 41% in the last 30 days had mental health challenges. And almost a third, 30%, have contemplated suicide in the last year. Those are staggering numbers, and they all started and increased dramatically with the advent of social media 10 or so years ago. And, uh, and so we've got to look at this from the lens that we look at cigarettes, alcohol, all the things that we don't have a parental consent component to that are just too um, either addictive, potentially harmful, where a child's brain development is not ready to handle it, uh, and where parents can't really render meaningful supervision. So think of cigarettes, alcohol, driving a car, getting married, uh, going into a bar, a strip club. I mean, there's a multitude of different things that we say, look, this is in the category of things where we just don't parental consent is not should not be an issue. And we're really going to empower parents by giving them control over what their, uh, influences their children. And that's the right of moms and dads, not a stranger that designs an algorithm to to guide your child around. For four,
0: five, six hours a day. That's a, a, a tough one. I know um, Santis, because it passed the Senate, passed the the House yesterday, and it's going. Off, and so it's going to um, the governor's desk, right? Right. Okay. And so he, his comments, I guess, were kind of like, "Yeah, I don't really know about this." And I think part of his um, hesitation is because of the age. Um, was that what you got from from his reaction?
4: Well, we've tried to address uh, concerns he had about anonymity, and it's, well, the uh, age verifications, like going to buy a gun. They have no right to keep the information. They have to destroy it. If they let it go, they're, they're subject to stiff penalties and enforcement from the attorney general. So we, I think we've locked down. It's the most anonymous uh, 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 process you'll ever find on the Internet for that age verification. Um, and, and, you know, I've, I've addressed uh, this morning with you uh, the parental consent issue. So I know the governor has some concerns. I don't think any of those should outweigh the fact that not only are we doing these things for social media, but the bill also includes protections against child pornography. So there are two bills that merged into one at the end, um, and that's the other piece, HB1 and HB3 uh, combined. And so this is also our bill. Uh, for protecting kids. Right now you've got eight, nine-year-olds that are addicted to hardcore pornography because all they have to do is click, yes, I'm 18, and they get on. So there's no meaningful control. There's no incentive for companies that benefit to control it, including uh, the social media platforms because addiction translates into more hours online and more hours online translates into money through marketing and advertisements that they sell and target to your kids. And so both on the pornography side as well as the social media side, uh, we think that we've hit the right spot. Personally, I would go to 18. I, I think 16 is too young, but, but it's consistent with uh, brain development. And a child just doesn't have the ability to see the addiction that they're experiencing. They don't have the ability to see the harm that they're experiencing. Um, it's like a kid, you know, 15-year-old has better reflexes probably than you and me to drive a car, but they don't have the judgment in, the, in that, that uh, you know, whatever, the core frontal cortex the judgment to know, do I speed up or slow down at that yellow light? Do I pull out in front of these cars because I think I can make it or not? Those are decisions that as we age, we start to process and become more wise and, and exercise better judgment. And, and then, you know, finally, on the parental rights issue, these are not static things like a movie, a song, or a book. it were, and you said these are the 20 things your kid's going to see online, and it's fixed, and it doesn't change. I would say it's a parental rights issue, and I may not agree with your your choice as a parent, but that's that's your choice, not mine. But you know, this is dynamic, it's and, ever changing. It's always a step ahead of parents.
0: And, and uh, I, it's t- I mean, in the old days, you know, a little kid, you know, goes into the convenience store and goes, "I'd like a Playboy magazine, please," and they could say, "No, I can tell." But how did, would you even begin to regulate something like that online? I don't. I just don't understand the logistics.
4: Well, the the platforms there's two ways they can either get they have to offer a third party age verification uh, system that's not related that's US based you know not controlled by any foreign entity so and there's new technology now that can just like you would walk in I would you and I would walk in uh, David if you wanted to buy a a bottle of uh, or a glass of beer or a glass of wine or whatever and they would look at us and not have to ask for our ID to know that we're over 21 um, but there's there's ways to identify someone's age without identifying the person. But even if they identify the person, it gives some separation between the platform and and uh, well, the platform uh, knowing who you are and, and the age verifier, which is the an- anonymous piece. But we also um, give the platforms an option to age verify themselves, and then the consumer, the person wanting the account, can decide how they do it, putting in a birth date or whatever they do. But it's still incumbent on the platforms to confirm and not be duped by somebody that just puts in a false birthday, for example. So they would need to do whatever they need to do to confirm age once. Now, for those of us that have accounts now, we wouldn't have to age verify, but for new account holders, um, they would, and just like we do to buy alcohol or cigarettes. And that's not for us. It's actually to protect children to make sure that you're, they're not selling to a child.
0: Okay. So you're confident that if this passes, gets um, past the governor, that this could be enforced?
4: You know, I, I'm as confident as I can be. Uh, we've worked with lawyers uh, that, that have been in, in, in litigation with the social media platforms that know just how bad this is and how it, uh, purposely addictive they've designed this technology. And I believe we've crafted it in a way that it targets technology, not content, which would violate the First Amendment. The harm comes from some of the content, but we're targeting the technology and just saying if you get if you remove the technology so you're not – Getting kids online for hours and hours and hours a day uh, using these particular features, the kids can get right back on the platform. If you want to do uh, a platform that's safe for kids, then then you can get those kids on the platform. And most of the internet was still going to be wide open to kids. Uh, it doesn't include email, texting. You know, a lot of these sites that you would you would go on uh, are still going to be a uh, Netflix or something like that is not within the scope of the bill. Um, and and we believe it'll be upheld in the courts, but you never know. You never know what a court's going to do. And I'm humble enough to know that that that's you know going to be a challenge. We're talking about the richest companies in the world with the best lawyers in the world, and uh, there's no donor, there's no special interest behind the bill that we've advocated, other than the needs and the interests of children's children and parents, and and we're pretty proud to stand with them.
0: All right. Um, we, I know we only have you for a few more minutes. I told you, Brian, that would take forever if we brought up L- HP1. But anyway, <laughs> um, the um, here on top of everybody's mind, of course, is homeowners insurance. And I know we talked for you know, the last couple of years. You said it was going to take a while for the marketplace to adjust in competition. But it seems like homeowner insurance keeps going up. Where are we at on that, Paul Renner?
4: Yeah, I think we still see improvements, but not where we need to see them, which is ultimately in premiums. And those. So the companies were losing money, going out of business, leaving the state. Um, that's now shifted. We have companies coming into the state, um, people that are buying up uh, citizens' policies, which is an indication that they think the markets become more healthy because of our reforms. And once you get more people coming in, that competition is going to, by necessity, put downward pressure on prices. So if prices were going up thirty percent, you know I think we saw them go up fifteen percent, which is still not acceptable. But they're they're the 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 crisis is starting to abate, and so I believe that we'll see some benefits from that reform alone. Two other things, however, that we're doing, we're putting a significant amount of money, more than we did last year, into the My Safe Florida Home Program, which is a great program, which will allow you to get an inspector to come out and say, hey, you can do these things to pardon your home against a hurricane, and the state will offer up to $10,000 for you to, um, to share um, in getting those repairs done, whether it's your windows or roof tie-downs or what have you. Uh, that's a really important thing to mitigate the, the, the extent of damage when hurricanes do come, and that will help our premiums come down. And then finally, we're looking at um, an idea that the governor floated which is can we, you know, do some kind of one-year abatement on the, there's a premium tax that we all pay on our, our insurance. It won't be a great deal of money, but it's something. I mean, anything is something uh, to deliver what would be hundreds of millions of dollars in tax relief for each individual. It may be, you know, 50 bucks on your on your premiums, but that's better than nothing. And so we're doing everything we can, every lever we can pull, we're pulling to try to bring those premiums down. Um, take we took care of the litigation. We're doing mitigation, and we're looking at tax relief as well to try to help our homeowners.
0: I know another local thing that you're a uh, fan and a champion of our Flagler Executive Airport. And there's an ask, and, and we're not we're not uh, going to um, you know jinx anything here, but um, uh, the terminal uh, you know, like. Speaking of Zuckerberg is flown in here, and CEOs of major and rock stars and NASCAR stars, they fly into our Flagler Executive Airport with private jets. And that we've extended the runway, and um, we need a new terminal, and that's part of what the ask is this year from our airport director, Roy Seeger. So, is that a possibility this year to get? Uh, I think it was two and a half or three million dollars for a terminal.
4: Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's always, always a possibility, and I certainly want to be supportive of, of the ask for the airport. Uh, but again, it's premature and, and really bad luck to talk about it right now. So we'll see what happens uh, when it all shakes out. But, uh, yep, that's right. uh, that's certainly something on our radar.
0: All right. Very good. Um, we're out of time. Anybody have any? We got Michael Shimeno here. We got Jan Cullenane and, and all that. But anything before. Get Paul go uh,
2: I just like to say that H B fifteen thirty seven seems to take away all control um, of short term rentals, any kind of meaningful control. So like to have another look at that and uh, stop that from progressing. H B fifteen thirty
4: seven. That's the vacation rental bill. The vacation one thing rental. We've asked for, yeah. Yeah, one thing we've asked for in that is to grandfather Flagler County in, so I assume mm-hmm. that addresses your
2: concern. Mm-hmm. Um, Flagler County has a great model. Thank okay. you. Yeah. All right,
0: all right, Janet. I didn't know you were you a lobbyist. Up. See, she's a lobbyist yeah. also and a book <laughs> author.
2: <laughs> Paul
0: Renner, have a great weekend. Thank you so much for being on. And um, I know J- uh, March eighth, I think, is the uh, hanky drop. Right? What do you call that? The
4: yeah, the signy die. Signy yeah, we die had a <laughs> at the end of session where they both sergeant. Sergeants at arms, uh, drop a handkerchief and that's the kind of the formal end of the session and whatever hasn't passed out is, is dead until the next session. So that's the formal ending of our session, which happens Friday, March 8th.
0: All right, very good. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We appreciate what you do for us.
4: Thank you, guys. Great weekend to you. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks,
0: Paul. Bye, Paul. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. And uh, free for all Friday, I'm David Ayers. We've got Michael Schimann. I'm going left to right here. Jan Cullinane. Oh, Lacey Martin in the back there. And Brian McMillan. We're going to talk about maybe some things you don't know that you think you do. The Yimbies, not the Nimbies.
1: We'll be right back. This is Memory Hopkins of Memory Hopkins Real Estate. It's a name you can't forget. From lighthouse to lighthouse, St. Augustine to New Smyrna Beach, my team and I cover all of your residential, commercial, and property management needs. We are your local realtor with a longer reach. Find us at MemoryHopkins.com.
3: Hi, this is attorney Michael Polites. When you get injured on the job, you're entitled to benefits for lost wages and medical bills. A lot of
4: people are afraid to make a worker's comp claim because they fear of losing their job. Your employer cannot fire you just because you make a work comp claim. But there are legal consequences to every decision you make. Talk to an attorney first. It's free of charge. Politis and Matavina, thejusticeattorneys.com, offices in Port Orange, Palm Coast, Orange City, and Ormond Beach.
0: Free for all Friday. And if you missed our... uh representative and house speaker paul renner you can catch it on the podcast a lot of people do a lot of people it's like uh, listen they go i cut the grass every weekend listening to you guys so whenever however we appreciate you listening podcast broadcast streaming on the mobile app whatever it's all about content and distribution right brian that's right you're in the same business with mm-hmm. the palm coast observer uh, one of the things, of course, is affordable housing. And uh, by the way, let me reset up the show here. Jen Cullenane is with us here, and uh, she's we're saving the best for last. Here, we're gonna. Oh boy, gonna,
2: <laughs> that's a big expectation. It we're is trying to live up
0: to it. We expect a lot from you. <laughs> All and, right. And um, but she's an expert and has written books on re- retirement, and how to do it successfully. The new one was uh, well, and, and and then you update them too, right? You have different. I do. I
2: have three editions of one of my
0: books. So yes. retirement, because retirement is re- evolving. It's
2: evolving
0: yes, thing. Absolutely. And so then I like the one. it's a retirement for the single woman:
2: Yes, yes, because okay.
0: men are becoming obsolete, and women <laughs> need to um, you know retire on their own. Is that right? Are you a feminist?
2: Uh, yes, I would say I am a feminist, but really it was the demographics that sort of dictated it. When you look at women now are the second largest home buyers, and there's a lot of statistics about women and, and why they're important should have their own book.
0: Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll find out more. All right, coming um, affordable housing, workforce housing, whatever. All this I, a city council meeting um, last week. I heard a woman get up and she's a nurse and she wanted she came here to retire and can't retire. She doesn't make enough money as a nurse and rising. And I mean, very passionate and everything to it. And um, the, so, uh, so the, the thing is, there's everybody's moving to Florida. They want to be here and affording. So the people that are here. It's costing more. It's going to cost more to live here. There's no way of getting around it. But that we can be smart about controlling that because we can have – this is how I see it. This is my editorial, by the way. So if we don't have growth, it would be an economic disaster of everybody here. It would crush you with the amount of um, taxes that you would need to be paying to just sustain what we have now. That's my short take on it. Michael Schimeno here, because you have a guest coming to town next week that you want everybody to come to. We've heard about the NIMBYs, not my backyard. You know, yeah, we want growth, but not in my backyard. And there's not a whole lot of empty backyards in Palm Coast or Flagler Beach anymore. So the YIMBY. So, Michael, tell us about why are you here? Why is this guy coming? And what's the message?
3: David, thank you for having me. I'm kind of excited about this one. You know, what you just said is so true, and you can look at other communities when – and it's just really simple math. It's division. When the denominator, which is the, the number on the bottom, stays the same and the numerator, the number on the top, goes up because of if nothing else other than inflation, what happens to the number? It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So without growth, it will and has, and there is studies all over the country for hundreds of years that show that without growth, the citizens begin to have to pay more. So it it is necessary. Now, there's ways we can grow, commercial diversity, jobs, and all those types of things. So it's not just one variable to to keep our community healthy. So we brought in uh, an organization, it's a national organization, uh, that was formed to educate people that are historically known as NIMBYs, not in my backyard. Uh, There's another one they call CAVES, Citizens Against Virtually Everything. And, you know... (laughs) This organization was formed. It's a national organization, and the Orlando chapter is coming here. It's not about promoting growth. It's promoting really uh, holistic, well-developed communities, not only a downtown but communities as a whole, and they've taken a lot of action in Orlando over the years. And if you just Google Orlando Sentinel and YIMBY, Y-I-M-B-Y, lots of articles about what they've done and how they've participated so you can see what they do. One of the things is about a diversity of housing stock, we'll call it. Whether it's affordable or not is in the eyes of the buyer or the holder or the renter, right? So they talk about that. They talk about planning communities where you don't have to drive as much. If you do, it's around the corner, but rather than urban sprawl, for example, they're, they're against. Uh, they're aligned with the Thousand Friends of Florida that talk about uh, contracting and making communities more compact. For lots of reasons, including environmental issues, but also the financial uh, aspects of this. It's cheaper to have diversity in compact communities.
0: A couple of things. First of all, most people don't want to get educated because they've made up their mind. Don't confuse me with the facts. So that's a big, tough thing to get past, which I call cognitive bias, where I only look for things that justify what I already believe, even if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to get way past that. But the other thing is, is that the word is density. And for some reason, people think the word "you roll your eyes." Like, oh my god, whatever you. But mm-hmm. but the point of it is is density is a good thing in a, in so many different ways. For it's you know it's um you know it's a uh, whatever. There's an efficiency to it, a huge efficiency to everybody, mm-hmm. not just the people that that can you know, live in an area that is more dense and and building up with apartments and all that kind of people love living in those. And that's why they're filled up all the time. Mm -hmm. But so people are against that. So how do you cut through that? And okay, so if you had right now, we're sitting at the bar and I go, hey, Michael, what's going on? And you go, hey, uh, yeah, um, I'm off. I'm a I'm a not in my backyard person. What would you say for me to open my mind to what a Yimby is?
3: Do you want my answer yeah, or the politically I, correct answer? No, I want your answer. I, I would just say whatever.
0: We're at the bar.
3: You're the bar. It's the cognitive anything. disassociation. An example is finally town center is coming to light in our community. I mean we have probably 2,800 units that are planned coming out of the ground under construction or about to come out of construction. People talk about why isn't there commercial in town center. Well, I think everybody in this room understands that commercial doesn't go places where there aren't people, right? So we – the City Council approves Tuesday night an apartment complex that has 40,000 square feet of commercial and retail on the first floor, right across the street from the city park. If you go online and read the comments, it's as if the end of the world is coming. I mean, it is just horrible, Uh, the comments about elected officials, about corruption and all this stuff. Yet this is what was planned 20 years ago and is delivering the exact same thing that those people wanted 20 years ago. So it's very hard to combat people that don't want to learn, and well, that's and, what we're doing in this uh, event next.
0: Well, time. and twenty years ago, planned and laid out, you know, by investors that were very patient through all the downturns in the economy and stayed with it and took care of all the land and the landscaping and kept it looking nice in the roads when they were losing money every, you know, waiting for this. So, but you know, but some people, I don't know, uh, you know, maybe they, maybe the the nimby's. Maybe we don't have as as loud of a voice on the the common sense and the, the positive aspects of it as the, uh, the NIMBYs are given.
3: Well, I, you know, social media seems to be a place where negativity breeds, right? So I have faith in our community and humanity that that doesn't represent what our community really wants. And our community really wants, and if you look at surveys done by the city of Palm Coast and other things, they want services. You know, they are concerned about traffic. They are concerned about taxes being raised. They're concerned about their water bill being
1: raised. All, all real. I mean, myself included. Well, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. No, no. I'm just. I, I just pulled up some of the comments on our story in the Observer. This was 17 hours ago, according to when, when it was posted on Facebook. The link, at least. And yeah, there's a lot of comments. I saw some of these yesterday, also. And one of the comments says whoever is allowing this building in town center is ruining it.
3: But here's the that thing. Is,
1: that's laughable. There's it not, but it's not, she's not alone in saying this. Like there are a lot of people that that feel this way. And I think it just goes back to expectations. I mean, if someone moved here five years ago and they're driving around town center, why, and, and some people feel like if, if they were here 15 years ago and when town center is, you know, earlier in the stages and there's all these big plans, then they think that town center is a, uh, you know, w- was a bust, you know, it, it hasn't grown like, like everyone said it would. And so they feel like um, it, it was, it was a failed project. If you only mo- moved here five years ago and you came here and you're like, Oh wow, central park, this is nice. It's this wide open space. And then you learn that there's going to be a building where uh, there used to be a field then it sounds like, oh no, this is disrupting my expectations, and I don't actually want the growth. So I think it really just depends on where what your starting expectation was. Well, Brian, you're a linguist, right? And you're an editor, so you have a, a very large vocabulary.
3: What does it mean when you don't know what you don't know? What's that word? Ignorance? I didn't. I, well, I wasn't the word I was going <laughs> to use. I was going to say misinformed. But, okay, but that's part of what you're saying. I yeah. Mean, don't know what you don't know, and yet you form opinions. And that goes back to David's comment. What do you call it? Uh,
0: cognitive bias. Cognitive right. bias. And
3: and that's just the way humanity is. It is. It's but human nature. It is. And so it's not that people are bad. Yeah. But they if they really want to know, if they're really – intellectually honest. All
0: right, Thank so you. we gotta, we got to move on here. Sure. So if people say, all right, well, I'm open-minded, too. I can understand how I like it the way it is, and I can also understand how if it stays the way it is, I am going to pay the price for it, not other people that are moving in. Right. And they want to come and hear this. Give a plug to your Flagler Growth Forum, Navigating... Economic opportunities with YMB. Go ahead and give it a
3: plug oh, right. here. I've never really done this, but here, do
0: you want a flyer?
3: No, my glasses. <laughs> okay, February twenty seventh at the community center, uh, the Flagler and Volusia Community or uh, Growth Forum is going to be held. It's by uh, an organization that promotes responsible development and the Chamber of Commerce, and we have brought in the Orlando chapter director for Orlando Yimby. And again, go back and read it. Eric Grimmer. He'll come and speak about why growth needs to happen, but he was very specific about the type of growth. And then the uh, chamber director, uh, Greg Bloset, will also be there to provide some statistical analysis of what's going on in our community, home building, taxes, and the like. And I have, go ahead, I got one stat for you that I want you to chew on. So, true story, came from our county government. What percentage of our Assessed value comes from homesteaded properties. Eighty. What percentage of our assessed value, our tax roll, mm-hmm. comes from homesteaded residential properties? That's what i would say. I would 47%. say forty-seven percent.
0: Forty-seven. I was going to guess eighty. Okay. So
3: forty-seven percent of our assessed value comes from the homesteaded properties. Now we're working on what that what that correlates to actual taxes collected, but. It's significant.
0: Okay, so real quick, and I get that. And actually, I've learned a lot from Toby with with his program. Excellent. You know, whatever. Because what it is is because you have homestead exemption, and you have a cap on on tax value for Save Our Homes uh, Act here in Florida. You're you're paying hardly anything. Now somebody else comes in from New York and buys the house next to you for half a million dollars. There, they could be paying. They'll probably be paying twice as much, three times as much in taxes, and happy to do it. Because that's a good deal for them, but that also subsidizes your low taxes. But if they don't come in, then your taxes are going to have to come up to uh, to to meet that gap, and Absolutely. that's where we're sitting right now. So
1: Toby Toby Tobin's um, he has a he, he published this on his website, and it's being it's reprinted in the Observer this week. So if you want to read that whole analysis, it's on page twelve in the Observer this week, all about like how the the Newcomers are paying a lot more taxes than the longtime residents, and what kind of an impact that, that it's can be. Very wise.
0: Right. Very wise. Very good. All right, we got to go. Michael Shimano, thank no, you.
1: Thanks for the opportunity to plug okay. it.
0: Have a good weekend. Tuesday the 27th. Show up. All right, we'll promote it. Hey, um, Jan, is this a good place to retire? Flagler County?
2: I saw it. And then at Hatsas, do what I do when I clap Straka. That, that's how it sounds when I talk back. I agree. Just so you know. We fully Just agree. Just so you know. <laughs> we'll take a break.
0: We'll be right
1: back. the <laughs> river. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works.
4: That's simple human sense. Hi, this is Donald O'Brien in Flagler County. Call the Hayward-Brown Flagler Agency at 437-7767.
2: So, you're ready to list it? We're ready to sell it. This is Sam Perkovich, broker owner of Parkside Realty Group. Stop by our office in Town Center or call us at 302 0300. Visit us online at Parkside Realty Group. If somebody
0: knocks on your door or a telemarketer's on your phone, you know it's not us. Hi folks, this is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. If you've been thinking about solar, we want you to knock on our door or call us. SolarFit's been a part of this community for over 47 years, and our customers love us. Couldn't say it if it wasn't true. Now's the time to go solar for your home or business. Give us a call
3: at 445-7606. SolarFit your life and set yourself
1: free with the sun's free energy. 9.44,
0: 9.44, we are back free for all Friday and didn't want to be rude to our friend Jan here, who's our uh, honored guest today, but that's why I, we call, huh?
2: I just said, wow, well, what a nice thing to say, well, honored you know, guest, I free for all I, that all. I
0: know, we've been trying to get you on for a long time and talking about retirement and you travel the country and you're a speaker and um, award-winning Carol, let me, let me do the official in her. Jan Cullinane is a best-selling and award-winning author, speaker, consultant. Her books include The Single Woman's Guide to Retirement, The New Retirement, The Ultimate Guide to the Rest of Your Life, and Retire Happy. <laughs> she's featured on TV, radio, and in many newspapers, Brian, and magazines. She has a bachelor's and master's degree from the University of Maryland, um, and Rutgers, and blah, 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 and she knows what she's talking about, and just a fun person to hang out with, as a lot of authors are not.
2: Oh boy! Okay, well, then I'm Ouch. saying I have a low bar. That's okay. good. That's All good. Right.
0: So here we go. All right. So tell us about because you keep updating the book. So how has retirement changed? Because how many you came here about when we came here? Fifteen years ago, we started the radio stage. Sixteen years ago. Yep. And you, um, you know, rolled out your first one. How has retirement changed since you first got here and we got here? What's different about it today than fifteen years ago?
2: I'd say one of the biggest things is uh, people, obviously, they're living longer, they're healthier, and they're working longer, whether because it's from need or because of desire. And so I think that's a big change now. It's kind of a, a working retirement for so many people.
1: Meaning well, like people would go to part-time? Uh, or- either part-time,
2: um, still having a, you know some sort of a side gig, whether it be... Walking dogs and developing a business from that or uh, going back for another entirely separate career because we're living so long and we can be healthier and be able to do such a
0: thing. Do we live too long?
2: Absolutely <laughs> not. I don't know. Look at the alternative. I, I'd say no. I guess if you believe in heaven and that we're going to go there, right? I well,
0: guess then all right. we might be. All right. Well, if you're nagged all the time, sometimes nothing is better oh. than being nagged, Right. <laughs> Is that in your book?
2: Uh, Yeah. It's called too much togetherness sometimes can be an issue, especially if you have both people retired, and and then it's a little too much, and you have to develop your separate interests and have time apart as well as together. I'm an advocate for it. All right. Well,
0: your book, um, you know, Retirement for the Single Woman – all right, why that yeah. book? why that book, and what's the message?
2: Well, you know, I I just sort of got a brainstorm when I started thinking about single women, and and a lot of my friends now are single, whether from a divorce, whether death of a spouse, whether. Single singleism is now a thing. You choose to be single. You you don't have to be part of a couple. So there's a lot of research about that. You know, women are the second largest group of home buyers after married couples, um, and so it's just a huge they're a huge demographic, and, and I thought they needed to be addressed separately, and nobody really was doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in life, like marriage isn't the cool thing and don't have to be and and you can, you know, come and go as you want or switch partners or do whatever. It's a freedom type thing. But that's kind of when you're young and crazy and having a good time and career. But then all of a sudden, here comes retirement. Am I going to be alone in my final days? And that's a yeah. fear.
2: And and they do say that, um, you know, women uh, are certainly going to outlive men generally. And a lot of women. why. Now-
0: why is that?
2: Why is that? Well, it's all in the genes, I would say. Um, they're probably a little bit less risk averse. I think that contributes to it. Um, they're they just have longer longevity, and it's and it's in the genes. I don't I, unless they're driving their their spouses to an early death, but I don't think it's too much of that.
0: Okay, That's
2: right.
3: your punchline. That's it. We have our attorney here. Okay. Yeah. Um. All
2: right.
0: So. How about you? Let's talk about you. I mean, because you came here to retire 15, 16 years ago. And you bought a house. And first of all, why did you come to live on Flagler Beach?
2: What got me here? Well, my very first book, I had a co-author for that book. And we were doing research on where to retire, because we thought that was sort of a neglected thing. There was a lot of stuff about the money, the money, the money, how much do you need? But we were looking at, well, where are people going to go? Maybe they don't want to stay in the same place. And there was a a magazine called Where to Retire magazine. And it had in there, we were reading it, and here was the place that said in Flagler County, I wasn't really sure where it was at the time, a new community um, be- right by the beach, you can be on the beach New houses, new community So um, I flew down here And I took a look and bought one And bought My husband and I, we bought, we bought a lot We should have bought several lots And then we waited several years I was still, when my first career was, was teaching science He's a CPA, we were moving around But we thought, we think one day we'll move here And if not, this is a lot on the ocean And it's worth something And it looked like a great place um, so, bought it. Um, and my co author also bought one. She lives on the same street that I do. So, that worked out well. So we traveled all around looking for places to retire, um, but we each bought a place here, and, and we're happy we did. And we both still live here, and it's 7 or 18 years later. And we like the smallness of it, but also it has the amenities we need. We like the fact that, um, you know, the physicians, are the dentists, there's everything you need. You've got the ocean. People are friendly. A lot of people from other places makes it easy to meet people and very happy here.
0: So the NIMBYs are saying, oh, 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 quit spreading started. the word to move to Flagler <laughs> County. <laughs> yep. When you go out and travel and speak, do you brag <clears throat> about Flagler County?
2: I brag, no, I, I brag so more about what is, and I think really what people need to look at is what is important to them in a place to retire. And so affordab- affordability certainly is one, and I think Flagler is still affordable. Um, I think the idea of it, it gets you outside, and I'm a big believer in the environment kind of dictates your behavior. Mm-hmm. And here you're invited to be outside year round. I love the bike paths. I love the, upkeep of the place um everyone i've dealt with in the government has been wonderful i i just really find the whole package people from other places is is huge i'm a huge tennis player can do that all year long and be outside so it it just really for me checked all of the all of the boxes
0: so people listening are wondering and I'm not going to ask the question. I'll let Michael. He's an attorney. He asks, him, "How old are you? Can you tell me, or is that a rude thing?"
2: How old am I? I'm seventy. All right. I'm okay. seventy years old.
0: That's great. Yeah. I mean, you, you sound you sound just like you did 15 years ago when I first met you.
2: <laughs> okay. You well.
0: didn't have to ask the question, Michael. I did. You know, that's all right. Okay. Well,
2: why did you ask the question? Well, because because people question.
0: I'm thinking people hearing your voice uh-huh. and, and uh, you know like well you retired and you you, yeah. you sound vivacious and you're having fun and you're enjoying life and all that kind of thing which that in itself irritates some people. <laughs> but <laughs> because you're saying here we are talking about, you know, oh my god, you know, the and here in Texas and people moving and traffic and and blah 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 and you're saying how much you enjoy living here in Flagler County. That's a total contrast of the first half of the program.
2: Well, that's a good point. I, I am a positive person. Um, grew up in a big family. Uh, I, I just love people. And um, I wouldn't say really I'm retired because I still am writing books, um, the Healthy Living column for a magazine. I uh, do speaking engagements. But in my mind, I'm, I'm living my best life. I'm, I'm not retired at all, I, but I'm very involved in everything.
1: So how would you define retirement then?
2: Um, Well, you know, the word retire means to withdraw from, and so we always say we should really retire the word retire because (laughs) it has bad connotations to it. It's really a second stage of your life or maybe a third stage.
0: So what's a better word than retire?
2: Um, I don't know. Renewment, I would say, perhaps. Uh, you're, You're experiencing an opportunity to experience different things and different lifestyles, try things out you've never done before. Uh, which you know, which I've done, like 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 my speaking backwards, for example, getting to that, which we're going to uh, hear. So okay. we're, we're so teasing I, it for people to give worse. <laughs> that that is just a weird thing that I could do from the time I was a kid, and uh, tried out for David Letterman's Stupid Human Tricks, if you remember that. <laughs> I, I did not make the cut, but there was somebody from a, a newspaper there who wrote a nice article about it. And uh, just from the time I was little, I, I could take a, a sentence like "How are you today?" I'd say Era I could take each word. I can kind of visualize it and do it backwards. I had used to have a better memory as far as retaining things, whether it was studying for tests or whatever. And so I um, did this tryout for David Letterman's Stupid Human Tricks. But some of the people that did it, if you if you want to know what some of their things were, uh, one woman, and, and I'll preface this by saying she was wearing pants so when I explain it, she could take her legs, wrap them back around her neck – and she played the violin beautifully.
0: There's a so visual.
2: That was a visual. And I, she advanced. Okay. I did not. Another guy took an entire roll of aluminum foil and shoved it all into his mouth. I just kept thinking, I hope he doesn't have those wow. fillings in his mouth because, ooh, that, that's a bad thing. So that would be another one. Can you sing backwards? I can't sing at all. (laughs) I would not want to inflict that on anybody. You know, back
0: (laughs) back to the word here, and I'm curious, because, you know, you just go, oh, he died. You know, and it's like, ah, no. You say he passed, you know. (laughs) So we need a word like passed to replace retirement from he died, he passed,
2: retired. Let's renewment. I mean, that's that's been another one, one that's been sort of thrown around. Really. You have an opportunity. I now don't think that does it. Doesn't do that for no, you. Okay. Else.
1: So it okay. seems to me that the big, the big. Uh, I mean, I'm going to take a page out of David Ayer's book here. Seems like retirement or renewment really all comes down to money. Money and, does play. It a seems part like of it. if yeah. you're say 65, maybe a you know quintessential retirement age, or I don't know. But if you have lots of money where you don't, you don't need to work anymore, then you're in one situation. If you're 65 and you feel like mentally, emotionally, you're kind of ready to move on to that next stage of renewment slash retirement in life, but you don't have money to stop working, then do you have any advice for those people? Because I assume that's where I'm going to be you know, some, someday <laughs> when I'm 65.
2: Well, there have been a lot of kind of creating living environments of people living, you know, with roommates or having a roommate again to share expenses. Um, You can certainly live more frugally than maybe you think that you can at this point. You know, you can cut back expenses. Some people take a a side gig or invent another sort of a a job in order to – keep doing what they're doing. Um, Some become, for example, travel agents, and then they're able to get the perks of all that of the travel and doing something that they love. So, you know, as they say, if you can find something that you really love doing, you're never working a day in your life, and that's kind of how I feel with my job. it's like it's
0: attitude because, you know, I know people that are very wealthy and they are very miserable. I mean, you know, so it's like your attitude of it. And then there's some people, they look at other people have more than them and they feel bad. Uh, then you have people that don't have a whole lot, and they're happy as hell. You know, they're out there like enjoying the park. There's so much free stuff you can do I was just say and enjoying that. it here, in, in, yeah. and that's another plus reason for Flagler County and Palm Coast and Flagler Beach. You can have a lot of fun and enjoy life for cheap. If you stop worrying about your water bill, electric bill, or whatever it is, overall, it's really cheap living here compared to New Jersey, New York, and California, and a lot of other places that are a lot more miserable to live. So I think out of today's show with you, Jan, is we really need to be appreciative of what we have. We need to enjoy what we have and quit you know, complaining about some of the things that we don't have or things that might happen or might not happen.
2: I, I agree with you and and a big emphasis on health of staying healthy i mean that certainly is key because you can be have all the parks and everything you want but if you're not healthy and can enjoy them then you're in tough shape
0: all right great well, how can we get your books
2: oh they're available wherever books are sold you can get them on amazon barnes and noble um a lot of bookstores carry them and um uh, okay. that's what they
0: are just google it jan call name she's all over the place and uh and, uh, and, and great. You can also audio books. I like Did, did you narrate your audiobook?
2: Did I marry my audio No, did book? you? Oh, do I narrate? narrate oh, narrate. Uh, I did not. They okay. had a professional person narrate the audio book. She no, doing it so I did not.
0: Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, did they were afraid I would
2: do it backwards. <laughs> right, <exactly.
0: laughs> all right. Okay, let's hear. Like, we've been teasing this all week and everything. So give us a good example. Jan Cullinane, How You Talk Backwards.
2: Okay, so I will. How do you do Give me name? a sentence. Give me a sentence.
0: Um, Flagler Growth Forum, navigating economic Oh, wow, opportun- wait a minute. No,
2: not so long. Give well, me uh, a can, simple
0: How about, ma- here, just read how about Madam, I'm Madam?
2: Yeah, Madam, I'm Madam. That's cute. <laughs> there you okay.
0: go. Read something off of Shimeno's flyer there. All
2: right. Uh, here we go. Um, navigating economic opportunities. So, navigating, I'd say, ban. Economic Kinamaki, Opportunity is Siena de Lapo, with Hitu, see so I say W-I-T-H, I'd say H-T-I-W, it's, it's sort of um, it's pronounced that way. Presented by Desnurdup Yib, by, okay, Worton not raw, Smith, Hitims, Inc, K-N-I, K-N-I, um, Construction, Noah Quartznock Group, Org. And that's about, what it is. It, it doesn't Chimento? sound like. Chimento, about, yeah. Michael, oh, Michael I'm not Chimento. sure I can spend your your uh, well, Michael Leakim, If you're at mm-hmm. the M I C H A E L. I was
3: told Chimento backwards is a bad word.
2: Chimento <laughs> at Nimic, I'd say. Oh, I say
3: we it. have a delay. Go ahead. Say.
2: <laughs>
0: <Chimento>. <laughs> All right, hey Jan, you're a lot of fun. Appreciate you coming on. Well, check out out Cullen name, and um, it's great to have you on here. We learned a lot today. And final words, Brian McMillan
1: um yeah it was a good show i i appreciated hearing uh from paul renner this morning and it's great to always have access to him i think it's great that he's willing to be uh be available to come on the show with us and um curious about how the social media bill will turn out and um you know great conversation about yimby and the future of growth and uh, i think there is a lot of education we had out there i think that um yeah, and, of course, retirement. I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait to retire. It's going to be fantastic. It's great. You make it sound wonderful. It,
2: well, you can, wait. Especially if you're in control of your own time. <laughs> it's, it's a big thing.
0: Jan, final words from Jan Cullinane.
2: Can away? There you go. My dog I have no of applause. Thank you, and I'm glad to be on your show.
0: All right, great. We're glad you're in the community, too. So <laughs> positive inspirations. That's what we need. Michael Schimeno, thanks for coming in. Yeah. And uh, go ahead and give a final plug if you want to your Is that a seminar or a what? It's it's
3: a luncheon, and you can come and listen to Why Growth is Good by the YMB Group and the Chamber of Commerce. It's February 27th, 1230 p.m. at the Community Center. We would love to have all those people that speak poorly about growth come and try to get educated. And if one other plug, I just want to let you know that uh, my partner, Vincent Sullivan, uh, just applied and has now qualified. I guess he's not qualified for school. He's running for school board.
0: All right. So, yeah. all right. Gosh, how many people were running? No, I know. It's I'm like excited a many. All, right. all right. Well, very, very good. That's yes, what we need. Everybody that runs, whether I like them or not, I admire them and Absolutely. encourage people to put your hat in the ring and uh, serve your community. Have a great weekend, everybody. If you missed it, podcast what we have on FlaglerBroadcasting.com, Flagler Radio mobile app. We stream it in all a bunch of other ways. Take care.
1: Decade and a Half, WNZF, 1550 AM, 94.9 FM, and W235CW, Bunnell.